Welcome to this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast today on Friday, October the 27th, 2023, and we are going to talk about some things that are likely going to ruffle some feathers again. If you watched the last episode, you will also know that there were some things that were said that ruffled some feathers potentially about gender as we talked about gender and we're going to continue that conversation in a way that we're going to see why gender really matters in the spiritual realm and even in the physical realm, why, why gender is what it is, and it's created by God. Women, we're going to talk about you, but I hope to do so in a very respectable way that honors God and points us back to his word. So stay tuned. The Doctrine Matters podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Welcome, everybody. As mentioned in the intro, we are going to get ourselves into trouble today if we're not careful. That is not my goal. That is not my aim on this podcast, but I do want to talk about some things that I have been looking at and wondering through and thinking through and just to think about who we are as human beings. On the last episode, we talked about God created male and female. He created them from the book of Genesis Right out of the first book of the Bible, we see that God created both male and female. And in that episode, I talked about how we don't get the privilege to change what God has already created, although our culture tries to do that in in this post-modern world that we live in. But today, I want to think about something that, as I was sitting here uh, thinking about looking through and found some some scripture and started thinking about it. I started thinking about our roles as men and women. Again, we live in this postmodern world that would say that anything you can do, I can do better. That is what a woman would essentially say to a man. And I must confess, I watched the documentary, What is a Woman? by Matt Walsh that put out on the Daily Wire. So I am fresh with this thinking in my head when it comes to genders and especially our roles. So I was also thinking about what happens if the gender roles break down within the nuclear family. So let me just say what I mean. First of all, let me just say this by the title that you are reading on this episode. Women are weaker. Women are weaker than men. Women are the weaker vessel. Let me just put a passage of scripture with that. First Peter chapter three, and we find in verse seven. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, let's first of all take this weaker vessel. Let me tell you why, women, you are weaker. It's because you were created that way. God created you to be the helpmate of man. Man physically is stronger, and I realized before Anything else is said that, yes, there are some feminine men. There are some men that are not as strong as others. And I realize that there are actually some women out there that could be stronger than some men in the world. But by design, men are stronger than women. 
That's why you always have us opening pickle jars. That's why you have us uh, doing the tough things. If there's a, a, a screw that needs to be turned that just won't come off, uh, you, you get us to come in there and take that off. Uh, do the do all the lids, all the things. Now, I realize before you get upset, not every woman is this way. Some of you are strong and can do your own things. You're independent. You don't need a man's help. But really, that is uh, some of the some of the backwards ideologies of our day that women would say, I don't, I'm independent. I don't need help. I don't need a man. I don't need these things. When God created man and woman for man, so therefore, both men and woman need each other. So it's not like I'm saying that a man is exalted as superior over women. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that the scripture teaches us that women are weaker physically than men. Now, here's what I want to push forward on you today. What happens when the roles, men, you're strong, you're protective, you're, uh, you're, the, you're the go-getter, you're, you're taking care of your family, you're, you're going to work, and you're working every day to provide for your family, you're doing all these things. I mean, if, if, if somebody comes into your home, you're ready to go after them to protect your family. You do all these things, and also you are to lead them spiritually. The, the, the man has the duty by God given to him to lead his family and lead them well in worship, lead them through the scriptures, teach them doctrine, uh, lead them in singing doctrinal truth. There's so much that goes along with leading your families, and a lot of that is spiritual. Now, what happens when that breaks down? So um, you're going to have to obviously... If you don't have a man around, you're going to have to open your own pickle jars. You're going to have to do all the manly things around the house that normally a man would take care of. But what happens when that spiritual side breaks down? Yes, you can have a man that turns those pickle jars for you. You can have a man that goes to work every day so you can stay at home with the kids. And he is bringing in an income that pays your home, your mortgage, your your, your utilities and all of those things that go along with being a family. He's paying for those. And maybe if you have anything left over, you got some money to go eat out on or whatever the case may be. He's doing those things. But what if he is not leading spiritually in the home? So I started thinking about this. Obviously, everything begins to break down from there because we have to be men who lead our families on this firm foundation of Christ and his word and lead them and train them and teach them to be who God has called them to be as he is, as we are being who God has called us to be. So now this is where the two are going to intersect here. I was thinking also about prophecy. Uh, I was thinking about modern day prophets. And let me just say, I do not believe that there are any modern day prophets. There is no new revelation from God. So therefore we don't need Big P prophets. Now, if we're talking about prophecy as we teach the word of God, as we uh, look back at the scriptures and proclaim that and say, thus saith the Lord, then you could, we could argue that that's a little P prophet, not a capital P prophet who is getting new revelation from God. And then we have to verbally tell people. Now, there are people out there that believe they are prophets today. And then in that, they will say that you don't necessarily have to have everything right. You don't have to have the prophecy right to be a big P prophet. And really, when you examine what prophets do in the scriptures, they had to be right or that prophet died. There is no two ways about it. That's, it's either right or wrong. And if it's right, hey, we believe it's from God. If it's wrong, if you're wrong, you're going to die. That is the consequences. But today, for some reason, 
We allow profits, quote unquote, for those of you listening on audio and not watching on YouTube, we allow profits to be wrong, which is baffling to me because if God didn't allow a false prophet to prophesy, be wrong, and if God allowed him to live, then that would seeming seem to be that God isn't God, but God used men to prophesy, and they did. But if God didn't allow false prophets to live in the Bible, what has changed? Why do we allow false prophets to live? Now, obviously, we have laws that would say we can't just start offing people that are wrong, but we would at least have to say that, okay, God took prophecy seriously in the Bible. We need to take it seriously today. Now, if you are a true prophet, then what you say must come true. But if you say something that does not come true, then I'm going to look at you and say, you're not a prophet. You are false and therefore take it seriously to mark and avoid that person. That is if prophecy still even existed today, which I don't believe it does. But if those who believe it does would take it seriously, we wouldn't have people like Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis and all of those guys still with platforms that are larger than anyone else's in this world. So you may be wondering now, how are we getting to prophecy and Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland? Because I started thinking about how I wanted to go to their YouTube pages. And I did this today. I went to their YouTube pages and I thought, let me, let me go to Kenneth Copeland's YouTube page. And I want to, I want to see if I can get in the comments and see if I can just have a normal conversation with somebody as to why they believe what he is saying. And then specifically prophecies, because, you know, he prophesied that COVID was going to be blown away, that it was going to be gone, that there's uh, going to be no more COVID back when COVID was here. So he prophesied that and COVID still was here. And matter of fact, it really ramped up all across the world. Uh, COVID, another time, another place. We won't talk about that. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about COVID, but it did not go away when he prophesied and blew it away and said it wouldn't come back. So I, I wanted to ask people, like, what, why do you trust this guy? If he's a false prophet, number one, why do you continue to trust things that come out of his mouth? So I went to his YouTube page to have a loving conversation, just to have a, a conversation with somebody that maybe we could put uh, on a platform like this, just to just to have a back and forth conversation. I thought it would be fun if I could find somebody. But the problem was, as I went to Kenneth Copeland's YouTube page, his comments were turned off of every video. So every YouTube video he has on there, you cannot comment. They have deliberately turned the comments off mainly because they likely had a lot of pushback from a lot of people and they don't want that because that's ultimately going to turn people's attention to say, Hey, what does this person say? Could they be right? And then ultimately cut into the bottom dollar, right? That's what I think. That's why I think that they cut the, they, they cut the comments out. You won't, you're not able to comment. So I started thinking about who else is there then let me go to somebody else's page. So I went to Jesse Duplantis's page and, um, I found his official page, and lo and behold, his comments are on. You can comment on his YouTube page. So I started going to the comments, and I wanted to see kind of if I could find somebody that would engage potentially. And normally what I'd like to do personally is if I'm going to engage with someone online, I was looking for a male to interact with, to engage with. Um, 
don't ever want to, you know, have that risk of falling into any sort of thing with a female. Not that, yeah, yeah, you can call me a, call me whatever you want to, but the Billy Graham rule was, was top notch, I believe. And I believe it was uh, really good. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up. I'm sure you can find the Billy Graham rule on, on uh, Google or whatever search platform you use. Um, a lot of the Democrats were making fun of Mike Pence several years ago for doing that very thing and just saying that uh, that's an old archaic thing, which is really a, a good thing. It, it guards people. But anyway, let me just keep going. So I was looking for this, maybe some guy to interact with. And the first video I clicked on, I could not find a guy just to say, hey, man, what's going on? Would love to hear what you think about Jesse Duplantis. What do you think about his teaching? Why do you like him? This and that. And I tell you what, man, I could not find anyone other than women on these things. So here's where all of this is going to begin to collide. Yes, women are the weaker vessel physically, but sometimes, sometimes if they are not careful, they will begin to be a weaker vessel spiritually and they will be tossed to and fro by winds of doctrine, as the Bible says. That's why men leading is so important where men need to get into the actual word of God and stop believing everything everyone says and study it for themselves. Again, I tell my congregation, I tell you, don't just take my word for it. Go study it. The Bible says test the spirits. And I want you to be able to know exactly what the Bible says, what God has said, and then be able to lead your families from the scriptures, not from a Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, or a Doctrine Matters podcast that you watched that day or listened to that day. So men need to be in the word of God so they can lead their families well. But if that breaks down, the women are now going to have to fend for themselves, essentially, because the biblical rule that I see is men leading their families in worship. Are, are, are women supposed to do their due diligence? Are they supposed to study the scriptures? Absolutely. If they didn't, we wouldn't have Titus 2 that says older women should teach and train the younger women. So women are absolutely supposed to be studying the scriptures, but I see where there's a head there. And we can talk about federal headship. We can talk about... Um, all of these things at some other point, but I do believe that the man is the head of the wife, as the Bible clearly states that Ephesians, uh, the end of Ephesians uh, five, six, somewhere along in there, it clearly says the head of every woman is her husband. It, it, it talks about the, the head of every man is Christ. So we have Christ, the head of the church, the husband's the head of the wife and the family. So if we, if we, if we move that, if the husband is not doing his spiritual duty, then that leaves so much open for the women. To, you know, it, they may go to their husband and say, "Is this right? Is this right?" And if they're indifferent or don't care, they can just say, "Yeah." Is it? Is he talking about God? Yeah. Is he saying the name of Jesus? Yeah. Well, then it's probably legit, right? And then you can find yourself over into heresy because the man has not fulfilled what he is called to do. Now making that woman weaker spiritually. Now, I know before you kiss, kick back on me, before you uh, give me that uh, comment in the section there, I know there are some very, very well-studied women in the world. My wife is one of them. She is well-studied. She knows the scriptures. She doesn't say a lot. She's never going to be on this podcast. I've tried to get her to. She doesn't want to. She doesn't like to speak. She doesn't like to even talk in church whenever there's any kind of conversation. Uh, but she is so knowledgeable and full of wisdom, and she is well-studied and well-versed. So if I'm not doing my job by God's grace, she's good. She knows the scripture enough to know when we see a Jesse Duplantis that it is 
false or Kenneth Copeland that it is false or anything else that may be described or disguised as an angel of light. She can recognize that because she is in the scriptures. Now, we do talk a lot about the Bible. We talk a lot about the, the, the scriptures. We talk a lot about Christ, a lot about doctrine, theology. So my wife and many other women are well studied. So I'm not saying that all women are this way, but many women can be deceived, especially if their husbands are not doing their due diligence in the word. And then if they're not in the word and still leading, the husbands can still find themselves weak in theology and following ministries like Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis. So I just want to show you right now, I'm going to share this screen and I'm going to put my head out of the way. And there's Jesse, there's Jesse Duplantis. And if you're listening on an audio platform, you're just going to, have to take my word for it here. And I'm not going to play any of this. Uh, this is a boardroom chat while we do what we do. And uh, 45 minutes of talking, I guess. Uh, looks like just him and his wife talking. They got Bibles open, whatever. So we're not going to talk about what this video is about. But I want to show you the comments. This is the most recent video they've put out. So again, if you're listening and not watching, you're going to have to take my word for it. Uh, here we have Marquita Thomas. And this is a public platform, so if I say their name, I, I'm not doing anything, any sort of disservice here. Um, thank you for the encouragement because I got word that I was not able to share the good news of the gospel at my workplace. Um, because in me, something in me was like, how can I not when he has saved me, delivered me, restored me, and so much more? I've been having this urge to share. The urge to share is probably the Great Commission, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, if the true Holy Spirit lives in this person. Let me let me state, stop and say here, many of these false teachers will invoke the name. They'll, they'll say, God this or God that. And then they'll say, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He did these things. But then they go on and teach a completely different gospel, a workspace, false, prosperity-filled gospel. And the Bible clearly says in Galatians that anybody who teaches a different gospel, not that there is one, let that person be a curse. So really, we don't know if this person is truly saved and truly knows the God of the Bible, the Jesus of the Bible, or is filled with the Holy Spirit of the Bible or the Holy Spirit of God, we would say. So we can't assume that this person is really saved, although we do see uh, that she has been encouraged by Jesse Duplantis, who does teach a false gospel, by the way. So she is encouraged by a false teacher. Therefore, she could be absolutely a false convert herself that will be very upset on the day of judgment unless she truly repents and believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Matthew 7 tells me I can't condemn her to hell or say she's a true believer. So I'm just just going by what we see here. But there you go, right out of the first, right out of the, right out of the gate. And I'm just trying to link this. I know you're probably like, some of you may think I'm grasping at straws, and that's okay. Uh, but we're going to just continue on here. Nancy. Nancy. Um, another woman there. Let's see. Carolyn Spalding here. And this one was, man, I, I hated this. I don't, I don't see. Okay. Let, let me just read this and just show you, you know, Kathy and Jesse, J uh, Kathy is Jesse's wife. You know, Kathy and Jesse, it took me a couple of weeks to mail in my gift of the 100 fold blessing. But today I finally did. I'm a new widow. And my finances have taken a huge blow. I lost all the retirement. My husband was a disabled veteran, but the minute he passed, so did all the benefits. So I have been carrying on as before with very little savings and just knowing God is my provider and taking care of me 
sure has made a huge difference. I'm standing and trusting and trying not to doubt and pray for my faith to be strong. I have walked with Jesus for many years, but this surely has been a time of test and trial. Love you and Kathy. Jesse DePlantis would would say that that man should have never been disabled in the first place. He had not had enough faith and uh, likely could have been healed of anything that was going on in his life. But uh, because he was not faithful, apparently, and because they had not sent in that hundredfold blessing, that's likely why Jesse would say he may not say it on live television, but he may say he may tell her in private. That's why he died. And that's why you're dealing with this burden. But now he would probably tell her since she sent her hundredfold blessing that everything's going to change for her and her life. And and then we have a reply here by Linda. Check into a widow's pension from Virginia or from VA. Don't give up, Virginia, from the VA. Don't give up. Uh, there's looks like a, a man. Danny's Bible reading. Danny could be a girl spelled D-A-N-I. Uh, so I'm I'm going to assume this is a girl. Thank you, Brother Jesse and Pastor Kathy, she said. Pastor Kathy, for following the plan of God for your lives. Pastor Kathy is not following the plan of God has for her life because there are no women pastors. You both have helped me out so much. Brother Jesse, I want to see you back in August and Muncie. I love you all so much. Please live forever because we all need you. No, no, we don't. We don't need you. Here we go. Rashia White, another woman. See the connection I'm making? Always do what you always do what you for the right re- anyway. Tiny home networking. Jesse is so proud of Kathy. Linda Hall. Thank you, Brother Jesse and Sister Kathy. Growing your faith with faith. That, my dear friends, is yep, another female. Let's see. Uh, uh, let that go a little far. Uh, Carolyn Johnson, Donna Maldonna, Julie Tuesday, Thais, Thais Blessed, uh, Tabby the the Countor, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> you see, this is full of full of women. Uh, let's just okay. Let's just do a random video. Are these the last days? Seven days ago. She believes we're in the last days. Let's look at the comments. Uh, that's one of the, I uh, um, can't tell. Kim, Linda, Taisha, Julie, Carolyn. Um, there's a guy, Ruben or Rama, Ramabah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Anyway, uh, looks like another guy there, Turner. But most of these are women. of his comments are women. Let's do one more and let's go way back. Let's look. I say way back. Let's just, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here. It's probably too much time already. Uh, Let's do this one. I'm going to pause it before they start talking. Uh, uh, There's a lady. That's a lady and another lady. So it's all women. So I'm, I'm just trying to show you where I think this links when the when the when the headship, the male headship breaks down in the family spiritually. You leave your wife, you leave the woman of the home wide open to ingest everything that she hears that says the name God lifts up the name of Christ and believes it 
many people, many people are deceived. We've just seen this. We've gone through the comments looking at this. So what I want to do is challenge all men that are listening or watching this episode. I want to challenge you to read and study your Bible. I want to challenge you to find good commentaries. I want to challenge you to find good books by men who have lived the faith. I would say find books from dead guys like Martin Lloyd-Jones, Charles Spurgeon, um, James Montgomery Boyce. Uh, who else? Uh, if, you, if, you're, if your guy's Adrian Rogers, I don't believe everything Adrian Rogers said. I don't believe that Adrian Rogers and I would click on some areas of theology, but I believe Adrian Rogers is in heaven. And if he wrote a book, get that book and read it. Because you don't have to believe the same way on secondary and tertiary issues. But with Jesse, we're dealing with primary issues. We're dealing with primary issues that can send you to hell. So, men, I'm challenging you to read your Bible, study your Bible. If you need help, please reach out. Please comment. Please email the show, doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to help you in any way we can get you on the right track to learn true biblical doctrine because this ain't it. Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, um, Andrew Walmack, uh, Bethel Church, Elevation Worship, or um, ele- this isn't about music, but Elevation Church. Hillsong, if they're still a church, I don't know if they are. Uh, Todd, what's his name? Um, out of Oklahoma, Transformation Church. That's not a that's not a true biblical church, and this is not true biblical doctrine that is coming across. So, you could be leading your wife into heretical things and believing heretical things without even knowing it because your lack of leadership in the home. So, yeah, the women are the weaker vessel physically, but you could be setting them up to be the weaker vessel spiritually, and God will hold you accountable. He will hold me accountable if I'm not doing my job as a husband and a father and leading my family in the ways of God. He'll hold you accountable the same way because your lack of leadership is potentially leading them into something like Jesse Duplantis and any other heretical thing that you may find or that they may find online. Your kids are the same way. They hear so much. They think all these new people. They think people like Stephen Furtick and and the Todd guy, whatever his name is. Um, it may not even be Todd. I don't know. Uh, Transformation Church guy. They hear these cool people sounding. They're dressed cool and and they're hip and they have a relevant quote unquote relevant message, and they're hanging on these guys because they're relevant, cool, hip, look like them, talk like them, and that's the problem. If they talk like the culture then that is a problem. That's a red flag. So you need to be able to lead not only your wife, but your kids. So I'm challenging you men, lead your wives, lead your families, but you must learn biblical doctrine. If you want some pointers, you want to do somebody to steer you the, the way you should go and help you understand who is real and true and who isn't, let me know. I will point you to resources that will have your head spinning and like drinking from a water hose because you'll be learning so much true biblical doctrine And then you'll be able to lead your wife and your family in that as well. Women, let me challenge you. You are not the stronger of the two. Stop trying to one-up your husband. Submissive, Be submissive to him. Learn from him. Let him lead in your home. And I know in and of itself that is going to ruffle some feathers as well. But I believe that's God's design as well. Does that make you stupid, inferior, or uh, somehow to be a doormat? Absolutely not. That is not what that means. It means that you quietly and humbly submit to your husband's leadership. And if he is not leading 
uh, properly and living in sin, then you still have a duty to submit to Christ and to submit to his word. So in doing so, you will not be usurping the role that your husband is neglecting, but you're bowing down and submitting to Christ. So that's a whole nother topic, whole nother episode. And we're almost at 30 minutes on this one. But I just wanted to show you the link that I feel like that's just one link that could be made that when the the, the spiritual leadership in the home breaks down, it opens up to be uh, for anything to come in and for many things to be believed. So I hope that this is somehow been challenging to you men. I hope you women are not too mad at me right now. If you are, you can let me know how mad at me you are. Um, uh, but we, we do love you here at the Dr. Matters Podcast. We believe women are strong. We do believe they uh, can serve the Lord. And we do believe that they can learn theology and should be learning theology and and, and all the theological, theological things out there. We believe that women can do great things. But we do, I do, at the Dr. Matters Podcast, believe that God has given us a design and uh, we should be sticking to what God has said in his word, not what the culture wants you to do, not what the culture wants you to say, and all of those things. Listening to the culture and listening to filth like Jesse Duplantis and Kenneth Copeland has got us in a world of hurt, and we need to get back out. We need to reclaim biblical truth, and we need to give God glory, exalt Christ, and serve one another as we do. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, as always, feel free to voice them in the comments section. I don't turn my comments off, and I will interact with you if you do comment good, bad, or ugly. And uh, looking forward to it. If anybody has reason to believe Kenneth Copeland or Jesse Duplantis and why they should continue to speak, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave me a comment. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can always email us here at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com, doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, no spaces, doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. I hope you've kind of seen the link uh, of breaking down spiritual leadership and opening up to everything else that's out there if we're not careful. So men, be challenged, be encouraged. Women, be challenged, be encouraged. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. Until next time. Thank you for listening and God bless.